We tend to think about how quaint that might have been. Uh, But uh, we need to be astonished at how deeply, how far the God of all the heaven had to stoop to meet us. Just want to share a thought with you from Luke chapter 2. If you would turn there and just put your eyes on a passage of Scripture that involves two individuals who were present and interacting with people at the temple soon after Jesus was born. And just in saying that, some of you are already thinking of uh, who that was. Simeon and Anna. And I'm going to start reading in verse 25 of chapter 2. And it says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same was was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before He had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him after the custom of the law, they took him up in his arms, and or then took him up in his arms and blessed God, and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And then in verse 36, we see words uh, describing Anna. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had many with uh, and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity or from from her marriage and she was a widow of about fourscore and four years which departed not from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day and she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. And when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. Two individuals, a man and a woman, they're present there soon after Jesus is born. They're at the temple They're actively involved there. It was probably um, a place that they frequented um, much. 
But what were the characteristics of these two individuals in their response to this child who would be a light to the Gentiles and who would be the glory of the people of Israel? What characterized them? What was said about them with the thought, could that be also characteristics that would be suitable and appropriate for us to be pursuing in our own lives as we embark on a new year, uh, just like this young child Jesus was embarking on his life. And there were a couple of individuals there who knew something about this little baby and were impacted. What was it about these two individuals that we could learn from? I just want to point out to you as we consider Simeon specifically first. I see first of all in the text that he's described as a just man. And that simply means righteous. Um, and what could we say more about that? There was a rightness about his life as he lived before God. Okay, men, we're talking about us here. There's a rightness in our life as we live before God. He's also looked upon as devout, a devout man. If you're devout um, in, in this setting here, you're a God-fearing man. Right? You're God-fearing. And because you are God-fearing, you are cautious about how you live your life. You move in steps in your spiritual life and you are careful about continuing to be and showing to be a God-fearing man. What was Simeon doing there? He was waiting expectantly. Okay. Men, are we waiting expectantly, not for the child. We should be waiting expectantly for the Savior to come again. And when we are expecting somebody, we, we do certain things. We carry on in certain ways. Uh, we involve ourselves in certain things with, uh, with zeal. And there's a focus in our life as we wait in anticipation of something that we, we know is true. We also see here that the Holy Spirit uh, was upon this man. The Holy Spirit was influencing this man. Even before Pentecost, Holy Spirit is, is as though he is filling this man. And uh, man, that that's, should be characteristic of, of you and me as we move our way through life, that we allow ourselves to be influenced by that Holy Spirit who was sent as another comforter and who would teach us all things. That same Holy Spirit was teaching Simeon from the word of God. Uh, to expect certain things. That's why he was there. God had shown him through the ministry of the Holy Spirit that uh, this was to take place and, and that he had been 
promised not to die until he actually saw the Lord's Christ. The Holy Spirit was leading him. And I think, you know, how how fickle sometimes I am in in this area. Uh, The Holy Spirit is there to, to lead and to positively influence us and to teach us God's word. And sometimes we struggle more with the grieving of that same spirit um, and kind of prohibiting what his ministry is to us. It also says here of Simeon that he spoke well. He, he praised, he praised God. He spoke well of the Lord. And I'm not going right back to the particular instances in the text. They're there, we read them but just for the sake of time. He also prayed. He prayed in this text. He prayed publicly too. All right? Men, we need to, if you have a a struggle praying publicly, just ask the Lord to help you with that and give you the courage to to pray privately and, and sometimes publicly. That's not something you have to be forced to do but uh, something just to think about. And he saw in this baby salvation. He saw salvation, which was to be to all people because all people needed it. And that's something we need to carry in our hearts, uh, that salvation is needed today. It'll be needed tomorrow, maybe with someone that I'll cross paths with. It's going to be a light to the Gentiles. And and indeed, the messianic hope for Israel, the consolation of Israel, that's who he was waiting for there. Um, A commentator uh, put it this way, And I wanted to read it because it just wrapped up everything so nicely. The consolation of Israel means the messianic hope. One of the traditional Jewish prayers is, quote, may I see the consolation of Israel. That prayer was answered to Simeon, for Simeon, when he saw Jesus Christ in the temple. He was was a man who was led by the Spirit of God, taught by the Word of God, obedient to the will of God, and therefore he was privileged to see the salvation of God. And how important it is for people to see God's salvation, Jesus Christ, before they see death. And what about Anna? Anna, what about her specifically? If we were to reread through that passage there regarding her, we would see that she was involved in faithful service. In fact, the text even says she never left the temple. It's kind of hard for me to believe uh, that her whole life was found right there in that little locale, but she was faithful in her service, sacrificed for her service. We see the word, um, we see the word fast in this passage. And, uh, Sometimes I don't know if we know how to handle that in this day and time, uh, if we're really up to it. But she fasted. She sacrificed herself. 
for the Lord's service and her prayers, showing her determination to, to see those prayers answered. We also see that she regularly prayed to God with serious expectation. She expressed thanks to God in that instant for all that this child would say and do. And she testified and witnessed on behalf of Christ and his redemption. So men, there's a, a man here who is there at the outset of Jesus's life. Ladies, there's a woman there who is present manifesting certain characteristics that uh, at the outset of this baby's life. And uh, my challenge is to us as, as we are on the cusp of starting a new year, you know, and just kind of looking at that as a, a beginning, a doing, starting over. Here's a man that we could, we could mirror, we could imitate. Ladies, here's a woman that uh, we could consider some characteristics in her lives and move forward in this year being a person like that. So as we think of Jesus as an infant this time of year, let's share in these thoughts and responses that Simeon and Anna very naturally had as they interacted with Jesus the babe at the outset of his life. Maybe the outset of a, a new year will motivate us to imitate Simeon and Anna during this little snapshot of their lives. May that stable and the ensuing day still astonish us, all right? Let it astonish us and amaze us. All right, <clears throat> let's... Uh, Let's take our hymn books, please, and turn to, um, well, I think we have the words for this. Uh, I don't have the number for you, but it's the birthday of a king. Uh, you could probably find it very quickly in your hymn book. I have the number for another hymn book that we use. <clears throat> but uh, let's remember our king and uh, look for our king and praise our king and stand for our king and uh, minister on his behalf. Let's stand together as we sing, please. Oh, oh, oh. 
Brother Phil, would you come and up here and dismiss us in prayer, please? Let's pray, shall we? Father, we are so thankful for this opportunity to gather here this evening. Thank you for reminders of all the great activities that took place around the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. When we think about uh, the orchestration of all of these events and how that everything fell into place so perfectly, we thank you that uh, our salvation is just as uh, special. Thank you, Father, for uh, this opportunity to gather here tonight. We realize that there are some needs that might be mentioned here in the quietness of our hearts. We just bring those things before you, asking that you would lead us in uh, our quest for uh, answers to prayer. We just thank you that we have the confidence that you are ultimately in control of everything. And just as you orchestrated the uh, birth of your son, Jesus Christ, that led him to the cross of Calvary, we thank you that you have done the same in our lives and that we're here for a purpose even tonight. We pray that we might go forth uh, rejoicing and that we might gain a whole new understanding about the gift of salvation and how that we receive it through uh, your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for this time and opportunity to be here. We just pray that you go before us, lead us as we anticipate a new year. May it be a year of prosperity spiritually, and may it be a year in which we can honor you and praise you and see new faces in church, people who come to know you as Savior. Thus our time as we dedicate it to you, lead us home, Give us safety. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.